0: I want chicken. I want liver. Meow mix, meow mix. Please deliver. That's right. Please deliver another exciting episode of... Talk about Bass with Valheber and the Boys! Quite exciting indeed. You're going to have to speak louder. You need to project that (laughs) voice. You need to project that voice as the Ohio State Buckeyes projected strength against the kitties the Clemson Tigers who are now sitting back and demanding their tender vittles there there oh, I was just, I thought you were going to say their the <laughs> tender <laughs> venables well yeah yes of course they're venables they uh which did remind me of elf when she said you know, I had, well, I've never declogged kittens before <laughs> Well, up until now, the Ohio State Buckeyes hadn't uh, declawed kittens yet. Now they've declawed the kittens.
1: They have. All right, so let's jump into it. What you got to say for yourself, lad? Well, I think uh, you know. going into it, we, we knew the potential was there, mm-hmm. and we were excited because we knew Ohio State could finally do it. Uh, we were just nervous because we hadn't seen a complete game all season, right, especially yeah. with all the uh, lack of gameplay. Um those certain players missing some games, the inconsistency of playing, and of course, what did they do? Uh, you know, we we heard the reports. You know how, of course, Dabo ranked Ohio State eleventh, and then you know how Ohio State was practicing really well. Uh, but you never know what to expect. And I say, uh, pretty much safe to say, after after they answered answered Clemson and scored those two touchdowns, uh, I think I think I knew it was going to be a good day. Yeah, yeah. When I mean, the thing is
0: about the, the whole ranking 11th, I think a lot of stuff has been talked about it and pushed on it. I said on an earlier episode, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why you would even do this. Well, what possible, what could you possibly have in your mind? And that's when I realized it was pure arrogance. It can be nothing else. When you get to the point as a coach, uh, in and all power teams have been through this, Ohio State's been through it, you know you know, hearkening back to Clemson, you know, the height of arrogance with, with Woody Hayes, you know, thinking he's above uh, everything. Um, you know, we could sit here in a wax poetic about, you know, what happened there with Woody Hayes, but the point is, is that that was the height of his arrogance, you know, thinking he was above the football program. And really, this is, don't get me wrong, this is zero to, you know, compared to that. I, but really the point is the arrogance. When you get to the point... That you feel it's upon you, right? Every, you know, college football world, the the committee, everybody. We don't like them. Uh, we've expressed why, but at the end of the day, they've they've got the uh, four teams in the playoffs. To make it a point that you need to teach everyone your philosophy, you need everyone to know your principle, your wisdom on this matter. That's arrogance. When you get to that point. Because, oh, this isn't about Ohio State. Uh, this is about principle. B.S. When you get to that point that you think it's up to you to preach everybody about principle, you're arrogant. And that's exactly what this was. And that's exactly what I saw when before the game even began. Is you could just see that look of arrogance on that team's face. And, and that's when... Uh, yes, I was very nervous going into it, but when I kind of saw that before the game started, just looking at Trevor Lawrence, looking at Dabo, and how arrogant they looked, and, and it was just, it, it was all same stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I think this might not turn out well for for Clemson. But I'm going to digress there and, and hand it back over to you because it was made <laughs> aware to me by some folks that listen to this that I don't let you talk enough. <laughs> So I mean, they just know I have all the important things to say. So <laughs> <laughs> You do. You have the important things to say. So
1: I want you to lead us through Well, your thoughts on this game. So I'm going to kind of give myself a pat on the back. Because I've got a lot of crap to say. <laughs> I've even gotten it written down. Oh, uh, I see that. Well, so what did I say? The biggest thing is matchups, right? We talk about these football games. It's always matchups. And I, what did I say that needed to happen? We, we knew that Clemson was going to throw the ball. We knew that was, that was going to happen, and it did happen. At the end of the day, Trevor Lawrence still threw for 400 yards on that defense. Yeah. He ended up throwing something crazy like 48 passes, but he still threw for 400 yards, and uh, there was a lot of frustration within that secondary. Oh, yes. That being said, how many rushing yards did Clemson have? Only 44. 44 rushing yards. Only 44 that averaged two yards a carry. Yeah. What did they do? Uh, they think maybe it may have been what maybe two runs that were over five yards. Other than that, did absolutely nothing. What did they do? They manned up on ETN. They manned up on Lawrence. They weren't gonna do that stupid QB read, uh, and Lawrence paid for it multiple times. Oh yes, uh, and ETN couldn't get anything done. That's exactly what we what needed to happen, and they did it. Force Lawrence to beat you through the air, um, and you know, yeah, he'll he'll get some plays, uh, but the way the offense was rolling. It was all going to have to be on him, and obviously he couldn't deliver. Uh, A lot of that, too, uh, that line play. um, And this is... I was going to get into this later, but since I'm on the topic, I don't know why you give Tough Borland the defensive player of the game. (laughs) I I, didn't understand
0: that one either. I
1: like like Borland. He did a great job in what he's supposed to do, and that's stopping the run, uh, which he's great at. uh, So I commend him and the other linebackers for that. Uh, But you watch the game. It was all... That interior D-line yes. led by Togiai and Haskell Garrett yep. again. And it was Justin Hilliard, who I think, uh, yes. at least this year, has cemented himself as the best linebacker. At least in the past few the games. past couple yeah. games. I mean, he's been playing lights out, and uh, it's been really fun to watch. So I, I, w- I would give it to probably uh, Garrett or Hil- Hilliard um, just for the way they played. But, um, you know, it, Clemson made it a point early and often in this game to set the edge. Uh, and they got Ohio State, especially in those first couple drives. Uh, you could tell Ohio State was a little out of sorts, um, but they they came back to it. Um, they played their game. Uh, they stopped the you know that QB read the stupid pitch play that I talked about last episode. Yeah. And then yeah they they set they set the edge. Uh, they get, there were a couple wide receiver screens that hit, but all in all just a couple. Uh, usually they they had those as well. So uh, it was a great defensive performance and one. Uh, Thing that I said needed to happen, uh, which is what they did. The second thing, how about that? They used the tight ends. <laughs> Not only did they use them, three touchdowns uh, and beautiful plays too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, well, The one touchdown, of course, was just pure beauty. Uh, threading the needle. Um, to I, believe it, I believe it was Ruckert. Um, and then, yeah, Farrell boxing out on that one catch and then that beautiful rollout play, throwing back wide open. I don't know why they don't do that more often. I think they're going to have to do that against Alabama as well. Uh, But still, that was beautiful. I'm I'm finally glad we got to see uh, not only them in the run game, but also the pass game because they have great tight ends. So I feel, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Um, My initial thoughts, uh, that's what I said. I would like to see, and hey, we saw it. So those are the two things I'm most glad that I saw. Um, Before we get into anything else, some of your take.
0: Well, I think for me it starts with a couple of things that that, um, we talked about, and mostly you brought up. Uh, early in the year, um, the idea that you know you don't you, you don't win these championships with defense anymore, and I think Saban's tried to echo that. Um, you win with an elite offense, and you know I talked earlier in the year. Uh, I said I would take Justin Fields in this bevy of wide receivers in this offense. Uh, yeah, Mac Jones, Alabama, Trevor Lawrence, and that those are awesome. And absolutely, if I had to uh, exchange, yeah, I would love to have those players. They're awesome. Trevor Lawrence is amazing. Mac Jones is amazing. Devontae Smith, incredible. These are amazing athletes. Uh, And there's a reason why they were ranked number one and two, because they are so good. They are elite offenses. But I said, I will take these guys. I will take Justin Fields. I will take Garrett Wilson. I will take uh, Chris Olave. Because they, too, are elite. And like you said at the beginning of the year, to win championships anymore, you need to have an elite offense. It's not enough to have the, all the bells and whistles of RPO and the spread and whatever buzzword you want to use at that time of day. You have to have elite athletes. You have to have an elite offense. Defense isn't going to do it anymore. Where That's where I tend, I, I won't say I disagree, because I think, veiled in there is probably this, is the fact that you at least need what I'm going to call now a championship caliber defense. I don't think it's enough to have an elite offense. That's number one. Number two is you need to have a championship caliber defense. You don't have to have an elite defense. And that kind of brings me to Brent Venables, you know, which, (laughs) you know, I I joked that it could be a drinking game because Kirk Herbstreet, he was going to Announced this game, he loves to say the name Venables. And, <laughs> and you know, it's like Elf, right? Again, uh, Francisco. That's a fun word to say. Francisco. Same thing with herbsfree. It doesn't matter what the context is, he's going to say the name Venables. And, and why not? I mean, it's, it's moist. It's, it rolls off the tongue it's lyrically. Most. It's moist. It's tasty, like tender vittles, you know, tender venables, venables. You know, Venables. Uh, But this time, he wasn't saying Brent Venables all the time because of talking about how awesome he was. He just kept saying, oh, I can't believe that he, Brent Venables defense, blah, blah, blah. Um, Brent Venables, the key here is Brent Venables has been made out by people like Kirk Herbstreit to be this amazing defensive coordinator. Reality is he's not awesome, but he has brought to Clemson a championship caliber defense. Ohio State went off on that defense last year. Ohio State couldn't do the things in the red zone. uh, And Venables was able to do enough to win that game. But Ohio State went off on them last year. LSU went off on them. Ohio State went off on them again this year. Notre Dame went off on them earlier in the year. Brent Venables, that team... They've been gone off on uh, quite a few times, but he's done enough. He's maintained a championship caliber defense to be able to uh, keep Clemson where they are. And I think that was the missing ingredient for Ohio State yesterday, putting together both an elite offense and a championship uh, caliber defense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and of course, you know, like he mentioned last game, we talked about this in length as well or in our last episode, but. The reason why Ohio State was sitting up 35 to 14 at the half was because why they had four red zone appearances and four touchdowns, uh, and that was obviously the huge key. That's something we say absolutely had to change if you were going to win this game, uh, and it did, uh, yes. and it was beautiful, uh, especially with with all the plays they had drawn up. Um, you know that they, they worked it to perfection. Uh, the only the only one that was unfortunate, uh, and the only. Um, mistake really on justin field's amazing uh performance was that you know first uh first trip out of halftime yeah. and, and that stupid pass and, and for the interception but otherwise um that red zone offense was a beautiful thing to yeah. behold and obviously there's they're gonna need that again you know in order to be alabama but um that's what we need needed to see come to fruition and it did yeah, and to that point what we needed to see one of the things
0: i said on the last episode what i desperately want to see was the defensive line getting more pressure on the quarterback Uh, That is a great defensive line. We've acknowledged it throughout the course of the year, but what has been missing, what was certainly missing in the Indiana game, is getting that quarterback out of sorts. Yes, they were getting decent pressure all year, and they were a formidable defensive line. Garrett, Togiai have been playing awesome, but this was the first time... And we did see it. They put the, the right amount of pressure on Lawrence and kept him on his heels. Yes, he got his yards. But to me, that's where that championship caliber defense starts to take shape. Yes, we have a secondary that still has problems. But when that defensive line was able to get the right amount of pressure, it could mask some of those issues. The reason we were seeing them earlier in the year, those glaring weaknesses in the secondary, is because the defensive line wasn't get, getting the right amount of pressure. And this time they did it. And they did it while at the same time, to your point, that you brought up a few times, containing Trevor Lawrence and his legs. Uh, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the defensive line put up that kind of pressure, and they did. Uh, and I think
1: that, along with that elite offense, it was really telling. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the biggest thing, too, uh, along with that was the offensive line. Uh, when we talked about you know the run, their run protection has been uh, great. Uh, all year and, and it was in this game too. I mean Ohio State still rushed for uh two hundred fifty four yards. Right. Uh you know in a Clemson's forty four, which uh was pretty telling and that was fun to watch watch especially in the fourth quarter, you know, when they had a third and thirteen and, you know, Sermon just bulldozed his way yes. for a first down, still got that penalty, but just steamrolled right through that line and uh that was really fun to watch. Um and, but And that's the type of running game you know when you
0: talk about kind of more of a modern, I guess, Look at football, needing elite offenses with championship-caliber defense is part of an elite offense because I think that gets brushed under when you have uh, teams that really are pass-happy. You've got a lot of offenses that are just shy of elite because they are pass-happy, they can get those yards, but they can't do exactly what you just said. In the fourth quarter, on the third and 13, handed off to that running back, and by sheer force of will of the running back and the offensive
1: line, they get that 13 yards. That is a backbreaker. Yes, it is. Uh, and to the point I was going to make, you know, we've seen suspect pass uh, protection all year, and that's the one thing I was more concerned about. But uh, man, it was it was beautiful tonight. I think there was just that one sack on the all-out blitz uh, yeah. that got to Fields. Otherwise, I mean, Fields had all the time in the world, and that really opened up those routes and allowed those receivers to get deep, especially in that third quarter. Uh, you know, which allowed for both Olave and uh, uh, Williams to get those huge. Um, those huge touchdown receptions. And so um, that's what we finally wanted to see. I kept saying it, take your shot. Um, funny enough, they they took the shots uh, mostly when Nolan Turner was back in the game. Yeah, and they still got the touchdowns, nice. which was awesome. Um, but they had enough protection. They took their shots. They were balanced, uh, which I think is another big reason why They scored as much as they did because even from the get go, we kind of noticed this that when when Skalski was in, and the defense was all out of sorts. I mean, that first Ohio State touchdown where Sermon ran, uh, they they had no idea what the heck they were doing. And Ohio State took advantage of it. So, um, you know, they they had their number all game, and uh, Clemson really never seemed to know what the heck was going on. And it was awesome to watch. Yes, it was. Um, I think just uh, just Venables just in terms of final stats I mean Ohio State 639 yards 385 through the air 254 through the ground Um, still nine penalties uh, which I know there was only two at one point I think it was that fourth quarter when they just started calling crap calls
0: yeah and that's another thing you know um, one of the things I have on my list is and I'll probably wait to get to it in further detail, but you know talking about the aftermath on Clemson fan boards and stuff uh, one of the things i'll get to really quickly is they they are bothered by ohio state quote unquote holding all the time and to your point, Ohio State was going to call for ridiculous penalties the whole game, many more to your point than than Clemson did, so don't give us this crap <laughs> that you know Ohio State was holding the whole game um Clemson was getting a lot of breaks, in my opinion, from the referees uh, with respect to, to to penalties.
1: Well, they always do, and, and that's the thing, especially in college football. They just holding's never called anyways, unless it's really egregious. Yes. And I think I've just come to realize that point. I mean, we saw replays, and I said it for both teams. I'm like, oh, that's right. that's holding, <laughs> that's yeah. holding, but they're never gonna call it unless. Uh, that's right in front of them, or it's extremely egregious. They're yeah. just not going to do it. So yeah, unless there's some, no point in whining about it. Some
0: ritualistic molesting out in the field. They don't, they don't <laughs> call it anymore. Um, another thing that stuck out to me is, you know, with the uh, 2014 team, we had the the trilogy. You know, this amazing run by Cardale Jones. And frankly, that's when Zeke Zeke had p- performed pretty well um, late in that year. Uh Before the Big Ten championship in the playoffs, but it was the Big Ten championship through the playoffs that he really started to to take off and I'm seeing both of those in 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 Trey sermon. It feels like the uh, the person of Cardale Jones and Zeke Elliott have kind of come to form in hopefully maybe a new trilogy with with Trey sermon uh taking that three hundred thirty one because I said the last episode awesome we we gave him the praise he deserved. But I said let's you know check it a little bit because it is one game and a lot of people have one game Timbiaka Paduca and, and then fall apart, um, <laughs> uh, and he didn't. You know he it didn't actually started a little bit before that. I think Michigan State he had a great game, but it was really that uh, that game uh, against Northwestern and he carried it through here almost 200 yards rushing, um, and, and that to your point that third and 13. You know he he really. Uh, has taken ha- taken that element and he he kind of feels like the embodiment of of kind of Cardale Jones and Zeke uh with respect to um the
1: trilogy. Yeah, and I think the uh one other big point um that I wanted to talk about was of course uh Justin Fields. Uh not only after a couple games um you know just not have hasn't been feeling it, has had not the best decision making uh in this game he has you know setting Sugar Bowl records and he has as many touchdowns as he does incompletions must like much like earlier in the year uh the first couple of games uh which was awesome I think six touchdowns six incompletions in of course that one interception but um to get hit the way he did and just get pounded in the ribs and then come back in the second half and still throw 50 yard bombs I mean yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, you can't say you can't really say any any much more than that. The only thing you can say is, what did they have in that tent, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, with Justin Fields, that was the other thing. Uh, I said was a key to the game. You know, I said yes, the defensive line they have to show me more pressure uh, than what they have had. Uh, the D, the D secondary needed that, and, and and that turned out well. The other thing was Justin Fields. I said something is in his head. I don't know what it is, but he's got his his mind has to get right. And boy, did it get right? <laughs> whatever it was, I don't know if he you, know, you know, took on some uh, you know Zen classes, uh, you know some meditation or something. I don't know, but uh, whatever it was, it worked because his mind was right,
1: and uh, Clemson paid for it. Yes, they did. And it was funny, uh, especially in the in the third quarter and on to you know see glimpses of their sidelines and expressions of the players. Uh, as they knew they they weren't coming back. <laughs> they right. were just getting, kept getting beat like a drum. Uh, down twenty one at the halftime, and of course losing by twenty one, Ohio State just came out and creamed them, and it uh, it was it was quite fun to watch. Obviously, you know as an Ohio State fan, but yeah, um, oh, I think course. even more so, even just from the win, just to finally get that Clemson mon- monkey, you know, off our backs and finally beat them. I mean, if you look at the past. I guess this is the, the fourth time we played them you know, yeah. in the pe- pe- well, past decade. Oh, yeah. the right, past right. decade. And yeah. You look at those, I mean, we, f- we should have won back in 2013. Yep. Should have won last year, and yes. of course won this year. So we obviously sh- we should have a winning record against them, no doubt about it. Um, well, and, and for all you youngins
0: out there, uh, we should have won in 78. In I mean, Ohio State, at least for the first half of that game, uh, dominated. Uh, and I think it was a higher-ranked Clemson team at the time. Ohio State pretty well dominated them most of the game. I think Clemson, if I remember, and this has gone way back into the time machine, but they had maybe uh, a quarter here and a quarter there where they they flashed. Of course, Ohio State had the opportunity to win at the end, but
1: water under the bridge. Should have won that one as well. Yep. But finally, get the the win uh, against Clemson, and of course now move on to a uh, much bigger animal in Alabama. And, of course, we'll get to that you know full preview later, yeah. uh, later on in the week. But, um, I mean, really just everything to like from this game. Obviously, the one glaring thing, it is the secondary. And I did want to mention the one aspect, um, which I think is probably the biggest. Um, we know the defensive line is going to play well and get that pressure. Uh, we know the linebackers are stout in the run game. The biggest thing is that secondary. Um, and... Unfortunately, uh, led by Sean Wade. I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't understand why he got that All American honors. Either. I mean, I like Sean Wade. Um, he, you know, he had a definitely had a couple good plays in this game, but I mean, he was he was setting, but he was setting eight yards off the ball. And the one, the biggest play that comes to my mind is when both he and Banks, it was, a I think it was on the goal line. They were on the 10-yard line. They were both sitting at the two-yard line. And, of course, what happens, the guy catches the ball on the five, Wade plays, uh, the inside gets beat to the pylon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, all game, you're saying, why are they eight yards off the ball? Why are they 10 yards off the ball? And it was a constant thing. I mean, I know, you know, it seems this year that they've play that uh don't let anything get past you uh ever since the indiana game which is fine but i mean you shouldn't be you're just letting up easy yards i mean easy first down after first down you know i that's got to change against alabama yeah i I couldn't figure that that out
0: either Uh, we kept talking about it almost every play. Why is he 10 yards off the ball? And I've read a couple of fan forms of people asking, is he being told to do this? Because a lot of people are recognizing it. Uh, I'm not an nexus another guy. Neither of us are. You know, We've admitted it. So, I'd love for somebody to tell me what he's doing there. I don't get it. Um, it's hard for me to rip on Sean Wade too much, though, because again, the guy did decide to opt back in, which is, it is important. Uh, so many players and Teams even just opting out, which to me is just, I don't give a rat's hairy behind, if it's COVID, what it is, you know, it to me doesn't show a a good sound, um, mental framework to just easily opt out of everything, and he didn't, he came back, he wanted to be with the team, but please, Sean Wade, uh, let's, let's just give it everything on, on that, that game against Bama, um, because, yeah, they're going to need every piece of that secondary uh, to beat Bama. Uh, a- everything that Trevor Lawrence and his receivers could do, Bama can do it,
1: and they can do it better. And we we got to say st- everyone ha- will have to step up. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we watched that semifinal game at Alabama, and I, he didn't even need to, uh, talking about Smith here, he didn't even need to do anything. I mean, he just caught the ball on the outside. He just run around a guy. And go yeah. score a touchdown. I mean, <laughs> that can't happen. We can't have any yeah. of that. Or it's going to be a long night. Well, and that's another thing too. I've I've read this,
0: um, you know, kind of this uh, this pretzel logic of oh well, Ohio State really beat Clemson worse than Bama beat uh, Notre Dame. Uh, plus, you know, that's the same Notre Dame team that Clemson destroyed. Therefore, you know, Ohio State has nothing to worry about. Now. Ohio State was clearly on a mission in this game. You could see it in their eyes. You could see it in the way they performed. Yes, they drilled Clemson, uh, but that was a something they had circled on their calendars forever. If you watched the Alabama-Notre Dame game, that game was not as close as the 31-14. Bama was doing that uh, like business work. They weren't doing it like Ohio State you know, being dialed in for this revenge game against Clemson. They were doing it because it's what they do and they do well. Uh, they made easy work of Notre Dame, uh, and I would argue they <laughs> uh,
1: they beat Notre Dame as bad as Ohio State beat Clemson. Yeah, I mean, they had that spread covered. And, oh, yeah. Of course, you know, let that touchdown, that touchdown at the end there. But uh, there was a reason why I thought, you know, it, we talked about it. I mean, it was matchups, right? Matchups, and we knew Notre Dame was a bad matchup for Alabama because they don't attack vertically. Um, they play ground and pound, use your tight ends, um, you know, to the edges and that just doesn't work and it didn't and it showed again uh, yep. they are a lot more physical team this year which was, which was good to see but you know they just couldn't hold it for 60 minutes no. um, and the, the good thing I will say about Ohio State now having a seen a full game you know is that the this Ohio State and Alabama team are very similar and Ohio State absolutely has the horses to go toe to toe with Alabama for 60 minutes they do the question is will they be as consistent uh, as as they were against Clemson, and of course that's what we'll get into later. But yeah, um, obviously a uh, great matchups in the works. Uh, excited, Ohio State gets back to the national championship uh, now for the second time in the CFP era, uh, after the the first initial one in twenty fourteen. So
0: yeah, which which I I just like to use very quickly as a segue into going out into the Clemson fan boards. Yeah, you know, because obviously you know we're all that's bombast again. The idea of this. Uh, uh, podcast is to really emulate typically what you're going to find on a fan, fan board. And that's bombast, you know, because you get, you get all kinds out there that, that'll have some idiotic things to say, like we do. Uh, believe me, uh, I don't know about you. I'll speak for myself sometimes. I get off here and I'm like, why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, am I an idiot, right? Um, but I go onto the Clemson fan boards and, and there seemed to be a few flavors. They were quite a few more that really are incredulous like there's no way Ohio State's better enough. this was an aberration I'm like okay Uh, I don't know you do have those that are a little bit more even keeled about it they'll respond say dude we got our ass kicked let's move on which frankly I I was kind of more in that vein last year I didn't I truly believe Ohio State should have won last year but I also admitted it wasn't the refs we got out coached (laughs) We, we got beat you know uh so you do have some of those out there and then you have some of them out there that just think the uh the wheels are falling off i like seriously and, and we've had those too i mean last year you get on the ohio state fan board and you know they want to fire ryan day fire this guy fire that and like well, you were just in the playoffs <laughs> you know uh in recruiting like gangbusters same with clemson uh, and that that quarterback that they're going to have next year um ukulele <laughs> That guy's amazing. He he is extremely good. You know, Clemson isn't going anywhere. But that just struck me that you had some of them out there that think the sky is falling. Yeah, no, you got your asses kicked. Move on. Same happened to us in 2016. We got our asses kicked. Guess what? We almost got you in 2019. Then we got you in 2020. So it's you know, Clemson's going to be back there. But that being said, one of the things. I don't know if this guy, a couple of these guys were being sarcastic, but there were some that were saying that, oh, college football doesn't want Alabama and Ohio State. They want true blue bloods like Bama and Clemson. I about lost my crap on that <laughs> one. Like, you've got to be Clemson a blue blood. You are a Johnny come lately. Clemson's a new money. You are new money. Ohio State is a blue blood. I'm sorry, uh, that might sound arrogant, so be it. Clemson is not a blue blood. Maybe you'll get there, you know, give it another 10. If you're in this position in a decade, because go back to 2010, Ohio State, was within an earshot of the BCS National Championship game. Ohio State was 12-1 and 1 that year. I would argue if you go back and use some of the formulations you do now, Ohio State probably should have been in the BCS National Championship. That was 10 years ago. Uh, what happened about 10 years before that? Oh, well, roughly 10 years, 2002, Ohio State wins a national championship. Hmm. Uh, let's go back into the 90s. Oh, Ohio State probably... Uh, should have been in the 98 BCS National Championship. We could keep going on and on on this. Uh, 1979 National Championship, Ohio State was one point. Um, we, do we even need to talk about Woody Hayes in the 60s and the 70s? So don't give us this crap that college football wants to see. Clemson and Bama, Blue Bloods. No, uh-uh. They are getting what they want to see. Ohio State
1: and Alabama. Oh, yeah, that's... I think uh, the matchup that really every fan was hoping for, probably outside of Clemson, um, but everybody, at least I hear, uh, wanted to see Ohio State uh, and Alabama. Well, it's relative. I, I think honestly, if I'm being honest
0: with it, I think most college football fans don't want to see either of them. <laughs> probably, anymore. Yeah. I don't think, I think most Ohio, uh, most, college football fans probably are getting to the point and this is something we'll probably talk about next year as we go into it <laughs> right is they don't want to see bama or ohio state or clemson anymore give us something new give us something different and i get that but until then yeah they would prefer seeing ohio state versus bama than clemson versus bama
1: yeah yep um quick uh quick aside here uh, i got the uh Almost the final... Uh, the boy is quite beside himself because of the of his bowl victories. Yes, well, for the second year in a row, I will be victorious in the bowl season. Uh, of course, we still have one game left in national championship, but currently I'm sitting at 15... Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... Yeah, 15 and nine. Mathematics, uh-huh. yeah, but... I'm sitting at 15 and nine to your 13 and 11. Yes, it's true. Uh, plus the points as well. I've got 212 to your 200. Uh, I have 11 on the national championship. You have 8, so no matter what, I will win. No both. matter what, the boy's victorious. Indeed. Yeah. Very good. I'll have to look at, the, of course, the, the total records after everything's all said and done, but... Uh we'll probably we'll finish we'll finish right around five hundred, just a little bit below, but yeah, which you know, compared to some of the
0: uh quote unquote experts out there that do the same, I think we did better than a lot of them. Uh so yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So yes, we will have uh the next episode obviously being a breakdown. Um but any early thoughts about the
1: national championship game? Um no, I'm just I'm just excited for the matchup. Uh, obviously, we know it's going to be a tough one. Uh, again, I fully expect Alabama to get the yards through the air. I mean, if uh, Trevor Lawrence passes for 400 yards on them, uh, nothing tells me that Mac Jones isn't. Uh, so it's really, what's the offense going to do? Is the offense going to take those shots? Um, are they going to be able to score 49 on Alabama like they did on yep. Clemson? I mean, that's that's going to be the thing. It's it's going to be how many points can they score? Obviously, we'll talk about that more, but um, I think it, it will be tougher, too, for the run defense and trying to, you know, Najee Harris, he's a big dude, and, you know, watching that hurdle, very athletic, too, so yeah, um, obviously a better offensive line, uh, Alabama, a better line in general than Clemson on both sides, um, so it's going to be a, a battle in the trenches, uh, and it's going to be a battle on the edge as well, so uh, Ohio State's going to have to come prepared. Yep. I think my early thoughts are cautiously optimistic.
0: Uh, Ohio State did show it wasn't a game with Clemson where it went down to the end and you know by some stroke of luck, Ohio State was able to win. They had an elite offense with a championship-caliber defense. I think that was clear in the game. Um, so I'm very optimistic uh, because of that. The one thing that I do worry about, at least right now, is what I call kind of this – I call it the Michigan Effect, and by that, Ohio State, and I'm sure this has happened to many college football teams, but this has happened a few times to Ohio State, where they go into that Michigan game, it's the end of the year, and that is their rivalry. And I'm saying that because there's a stupid idea now that, is Clemson-Ohio State a rivalry? No, I think you used the exact word at the end. Ohio State needed to get that monkey off their back. Um, But to me, it's not a rivalry, necessarily. And I'm hoping that they don't treat it like a rivalry because that has happened, where you know, Ohio State will have a fantastic year and they'll go into that Michigan game when Michigan was actually a decent team, and they would just give it everything they got and and just lay it all out there. They would beat Michigan and then they would turn up lackluster, you know, uh, in the national championship or in their bowl games. You know, it, it happened in '75. You know, with um, uh, Woody Hayes went up to Michigan. They they fought a hard, tough game against a really good Michigan game, left it all out there, and it just turned out flat when they should have won an easy Rose Bowl and won the national championship. 2006. Ohio State, I I know a lot of people have called me an idiot for this, and I get it, but I still think Ohio State was the better team than Florida in 2006. Um, But Ohio State left it all on the field against Michigan. They came in arrogant like Clemson did this year and Florida took it to them. You know, that's the one thing I worry about, at least right now, is did Ohio State leave too much out there on Clemson, and and are they going to come out flat?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that as well. Uh, So hopefully their preparation is uh, just the same as it was. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, these guys came back to win a national championship. Um, They know it's not one game, it's two games. Um, And obviously a little bit less time to prepare, only 10 days, so... Uh, you know, use it, use it wisely, give it everything you got, and, uh, you yeah, know, just come out ready, so. And with that, this now ends
0: a fantastic playoff victorious version of Buckeye Bombast with Bill Haven and The Boy.